0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: turmoil here on another sunday afternoon sun guy along with the coach with the most coming us from coast to coast he doesn't mean to brag but he has to boast because he has a really good recipe for making avocado toast coach mike jones we're on the verge being joined today by former ring of honor star jay diesel he will be calling in in just a couple of minutes he informs me but we are looking forward to that I guess while we are awaiting him, I have a couple quick show notes if you're looking for some pro wrestling today. Right now as we speak, if you're near Jeffersonville, Indiana, head to the arena. Grindhouse Wrestling is underway. Also later today in Portland, Oregon, the big BCW show at the Colony on Richmond Avenue today. So get out there and support that. That is also available via pay-per-view I will not be there because I will be attending the memorial for Sonny O'Mara. but definitely support Blue Collar if you're near the Portland area. Coach, sounds like some good day for some pro wrestling, and uh, we'll say goodbye to Sonny O'Mara.
0: Yeah, uh, it's going to be nice to have the, the good memories with all the people, even though it's going to be sad. Uh, he, he's, he'll truly be missed, and he was a great asset to the Northwest, and he has a nice little legacy.
1: Absolutely, he does, and here on Uncle Turnworld, we're definitely proud. We were his first interview. It wasn't a traditional uh, interview, but we definitely had Sonny on his very first time anyone asked him to be on a talk show. It took me two years to convince him I wasn't ribbing him.
0: Yeah, and not to mention that he was on the sign of the Times and that was a that was a beautiful deal.
1: Absolutely. I came after he realized I wasn't riven that I wanted him on a talk show and uh he was more open to doing things like that, but I look forward to hearing some Sonny O'Mara stories later this afternoon.
0: Definitely. And uh, another good thing that happened yesterday, uh Stefan Bonner went to California to announce a MMA fights. So it's nice to see he's back up and running and uh, back doing things he loves. And Can't wait to have him on on February 6th.
1: Absolutely. February going to be huge here on Trumbuckle Turmoil. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing Stefan Bonner not only doing things, but getting healthier. He was definitely in a bad way. It's nice to know he is regaining some health and is able to get out and about and slowly make his way back.
0: Yeah, he's looking good. Well, Coach, I
1: hope you aren't in any legal trouble, but if you are, this coming Friday on Sign Guys Wrestling Show, we will have Stephen P. New, the consigliere of Jim Cornette. He handles a lot of legal cases for sports entertainers. So if you need to know, you can get prepared on Friday. Maybe you'll just want to hire Stephen Ah,
0: uh, No, I think I've got one of the best lawyers in the world, Joe Loran. Uh, he's here in Tacoma. Yeah, so I'm really happy with him. All
1: right. Well, at least it's not Dewey, Cheatham, and Hal. But our guest has joined us, ladies and gentlemen, so let's bring him on right away. We have been very excited to have him. Jay Diesel, welcome to Turnbuckle Turmoil. Thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us.
2: Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate
1: it. You're welcome. Well, since it's your first time on our show, I'm going to lead you off with the traditional first-timer question, what led to you getting into the business of professional wrestling?
2: Okay. Um, to be honest, uh, it was uh, something I never really aspired to doing at first. Uh, like it was, uh, how do I put this? It was more of a secondary source of income. And I went to a smaller show when I was uh, probably in my early 30s. I want to say about 30 or 31. And I had just got done doing a bodybuilding show. And uh, I seen guys and they weren't no longer like seven foot tall. So I was like, oh, I was like, well, I was doing a lot of bouncing and bartending and uh, things like that on the side. And I was asking them around. I was like, how much do you guys make a night doing this type of stuff, this type of athletic, like, you know, show? And most of them were telling me, like, oh, 200, 500. And then I ran into, like, a few guys like Sanjay Dutt and people like that that were making, like, significant amount more than that. And uh, I even met some mid-card guys that were on their way up. But at that time, Drew Gulak was, like, on his way up. And people like uh, the Sammy Callahans of the world, they weren't in WWE, so they weren't names. But at that time, they were uh, – I want. I mean, this is going back to, like, 2010, like 2010, 2011. Uh, they weren't names yet. They were, uh, you know – but the guys on the indies making money. And I was like, well, hmm. I was like, I come from a boxing background. I, my physique's half decent. I like to give it a try. And uh, – from there that was what led me into, you know, going into that type of uh, a venue to make extra money and then it became a career for at least a short period of time.
1: Obviously you got into wrestling a little bit later than a lot of people traditionally do. Were you a fan of pro wrestling when you started training or were you more of a casual observer of it? How was your Okay, into
2: thing. so my fandom coming into professional wrestling was, uh, <clears throat> here's how my fandom went. When I was young, my fandom was, uh, I want to say six, seven, eight years old. I'm being honest. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm one of these guys that I'm not going to like sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to tell you that I was like a, like a fanatic. Um, and the biggest thing in my household was boxing when I was a kid. My grandpa was a professional fighter. My dad and everybody had won the Golden Gloves. And my mom's dad was a trainer of uh, guys that fought like Mom and Ali, like Jerry Quarry and Jerry Cooney. So he helped train them. And uh, my I was a boxer until I was 24 years old. Amateur, but uh, like a lot of fights. Like o- over 100, there was like 134. And uh, but through my life, I always like would like watch wrestling and just like I liked it. I thought it was something neat. I thought it was something very entertaining. Obviously, when I was younger, six, seven, eight, I idolized those guys, the Hogan's, the Ultimate Warriors, the Rick Rude's. Um, for some reason, I always used to like Rick Rude and Paul Warndorf, even though they were, like, bad guys. Uh, so my fandom then went into my early 20s when I was just watching it for, like, like Fun like like I hate to put it this way because some guys might not like me saying this but I watched it like I watched Seinfeld like I would tune into it for a while and it would be super entertaining Dwayne Johnson and I really connected for some reason uh, one of my buddies gave me I don't know why he gave it to me was a Batista documentary. And I liked Dave, and I liked the uh, the whole persona of like we were bouncers, they were bartenders. Like if you look at Hawk and Animal and a lot of those guys, they're all up, like bartend, like security at some point or bar backs or whatever, trying to make extra money. And uh, then this usually comes uh, like our direction. So that was a fandom. Uh, my biggest level of fandom, though, actually started when I seen in mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. I went to a Ring of Honor show, and uh, I seen Jay Lethal race, like take on Davey Richards. And uh, to be honest with you, Davey Richards made me a fan of professional wrestling, like like, like legit, like current-day professional wrestling. The reason for that was uh, Davey Richards.
1: Not a bad choice to get you to love pro wrestling. And when you were watching Davey Richards versus Jay Lethal, that, like you said, was for Ring of Honor. When you got to Ring of Honor... Was that a goal based on that match? Was Ring of Honor sort of where you wanted to eventually get when you got into wrestling?
2: Okay, so how this worked out was uh, if I tell people that my first two to three friends that were in professional wrestling, they would say it's a very unfair advantage. So my very, very first friend in professional wrestling was Adam Cole. And then uh, my next professional, my next friend who we just hated it right off. We just became super duper. I'm still great friends with the guy is uh, Sammy Callahan. And um, we uh, at that time, like I said, I, I have a decent physique right now, but I was sporting a major, major physique. And those guys at that time thought that that's what Vince was looking for. So it was a mutual friendship. Hey, you're going to help me with wrestling. I'll help you guys get more physically fit. Now, don't, take, don't get me wrong. They were both physically fit guys. They were both great wrestlers. Um, I needed more of their help than they needed of mine. But that was my first two guys. And then the third person was a young guy. His name was Evan Singleton. He's like one of the world's strongest men right now. He was Adam Mercer in WWE. But he was – he he. Um, I don't know if he's really a friend anymore. He just – he kind of – he got a big head on him. and I don't know what happened to him, but uh, more or less uh, – I hope he's coming back to me because he was a really good dude. He's a really nice guy and he's, he's a very talented human being. Um, and then my last one who was a young guy named Ken, Ken Steinbull or Ken Phoenix, he's a very successful, uh, real estate agent now, but he was in ring of honor for a while. And, uh, me and him were like role guys. We would go everywhere. So, uh, that was my buffer to get into ring of honor was, uh, Adam Cole. He seemed, uh I can explain. That's more like less my story. How I started wrestling. So I'll let you. I'll wait to answer that question for you. But uh, that, that's kind of like how I veered towards Ring of Honor was because of Adam Cole. a lot of people may
1: take for granted the role of the referee in professional wrestling, that they can often help out a match without the fans really picking up. That's what they're doing. Obviously, for younger wrestlers, it helps having a referee that knows what they're doing in there. You work with a lot of different refs in your career. Who do you say are some mm-hmm. of the better ones out there that really helped you?
2: Paul Turner, uh, Paul Turner, who I think he currently is working right now for AEW. And then uh, you have uh, obviously Todd Sinclair. Todd's a phenomenal referee. Um, he's just like he's 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 very uh, cued in to what the match is supposed to be. He he uh, is observant of the outside, Uh, like when when, uh, I'm not trying to break kayfabe or nothing, but when we're explaining the matches to one another and stuff like that, uh, you know, he is very observant on the major roles in that match, time cues, things of that nature, and uh, he really keeps a lot of guys on point. And he 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 usually can know if something is not where it was supposed to be, and he's watching us either fix it or he's going to try to help us fix it. So, yeah, but uh Paul's very much that way too. Paul Paul's, Paul's probably one of the most underrated referees in the world. He really was. He, he uh, He's just a very uh, vocal guy in that and, once again, cares. Like he's, like, he's trying to make sure that we're getting to where we need to get to. And he's like, you, you know, uh, like I said, like if there's a big <laughs> – Uh, Shondo in the match, he's waiting for it and he definitely knows but like those two people too, they really know their placement, like they know how to stay out of the way, that's a real art, to stay out of the way but still be actually refereeing the match
1: That is very true for sure I was someone that made their living traveling for pro wrestling if there were young wrestlers just starting out today that wanted trips, like wanted some tips from you to incorporate as far as travel goes and the do's and the don'ts and the what to takes and what not to takes. What would be some of the tips you would give a young wrestler?
2: Tips to get make a young wrestler, okay. In current days status of like jobs, try to get a good four day a week job, five day a week job, have a steady income. Have a steady income. Um At the same time, try to get a job, like if they can work with you, to have your weekends off, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you can get your 40 hours in, uh, have medical (laughs) Uh, work, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10-hour days, uh, train, uh, don't plan on sleeping on uh, don't plan on sleeping on those days that much uh don't uh, like Dwayne Johnson would say most people that are successful would say don't sleep a lot don't sleep your life away uh sleep 4 to 6 hours take melatonin zma that's like first off the bat secondly uh find somebody who you can become common friends with uh like I said the kid St- uh, my, my friend Ken Steinbull became like my little brother who is my little brother uh we he had just came back from uh Atlanta Storms camp and I was killing you have seen in my local little uh, area just making money, like, like real money. Like, um, when I say real money, like six $800 a match. Um, and uh, he, I was like, we need to travel. I said, we have to get trained better because we were just getting trained by a little local company. And uh, I was like, we need to go to CZW. We need to go to the Monster Factory. We need to go to like, places like uh, the Samoans. And we were, like, going everywhere, trying to get into the Ring of Honor that was the whole key was to get into that school because once we got to that training, that's where we were going to go and like really advance. So we were running around to those other schools and seeing how many free classes we can get in or how many we can strike up a deal to get classes in. And, you know, like I said, it didn't hurt having all the right connections like uh, Rhett Titus and all those guys were friends pretty quickly. If you have an asset though, too, you're really good at something graphic design You're good at, you know, um, Training people. If you have a great physique, if you know how to get that physique, you can transfer that to other people. It's a trade. It's a trade. Friendships are trades.
1: Well, at this point, my co-host, Coach Mike Jones, is with us, and he has questions to ask as well. So I'm going to pass things over to Coach.
0: Hey, Jay, thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, I'm really Uh, impressed with your
2: what you've done so far. Thank you so much. Uh, Like I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I might have a little news towards the end of your show, so or you might ask me one of the questions that I'll strike that up. So, uh, I'm like I look forward to this to, to the rest of this conversation. You know, you guys are really awesome. You have a great product. Thank you. And then, so what's
0: some of your most memorable matches?
2: Um, uh, obviously, uh, lethal lethal has always been uh, one of my biggest matches. He was uh, my uh, first upstart in uh, professional wrestling. It was amazing. I didn't. I could, I could. probably wouldn't be anywhere without him. Um, obviously, wrestling my uh, coach, Delirious, um, another amazing match. I actually wrestled him on the Briscoes show. And while I'm on the topic of the Briscoes, that was probably, you know, Jamin and Mark are phenomenal in the ring. And I got to wrestle them on numerous occasions. So it was really a blessing to have them, somebody that I had a uh, like really great chemistry. Those are two people that had phenomenal chemistry within the ring. And uh, even though I wasn't on the upside of a lot of those matches, it was just like the physicality and the momentum. And uh, for Jay Briscoe, Jay Briscoe is a very humble person. He'll give you a lot because he knows he's going to make himself shine anyhow. Um, Hopefully my questions, my answers are, I try not to be too long-winded. I just want to give people, uh, you know, some proper feedback. Um, And Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are another phenomenal set of guys to wrestle. So, uh, I'm not sure it's really trying to leave anybody out on that one, uh, but the last set of guys was uh, have a really, really good chemistry with Kenny Kenny King. So, those were some of my guys that were really, uh, and my, one of my biggest people that ever got the opportunity to wrestle was AJ Styles, so that was like a dream match, and it was uh, the Bucks and uh, <clears throat> the Bucks and AJ versus Lethal, me, and Dijak.
0: Nice, that's impressive, and yeah, we know a lot of these questions are hard to answer cuz there's more than one answer to them and we know that you yeah. have to cut the the show short today so we're trying to make I'm sure sorry that we're still I'll make up for it. Oh, it's no problem. Uh we appreciate having you. But anyways, who's some of the most toughest wrestlers you faced?
2: I'm sorry, what were you saying? Who's some of My the most
0: toughest out. wrestlers the toughest wrestlers <clears> you <throat> faced?
2: Okay, so once again, that's gonna. We're gonna go back to the. We're gonna go back to the. The Briscoes. Briscoes are very uh, physical. They're super physical, but they're great. They're great at being super physical, and you know you can be physical back with them. Mike. Uh, Michael Ogan was super super physical. Uh, Ray Rowe, Ray's, Ray's a very physical dude too himself. Uh, so if I look at that, um, and then like I said some of the people that I just recently named was also in this category, which would be Bobby and Kyle, you know, even moving around with Davey, just in like, if you want to call it sparring, you know, cause like a lot of times when we would start, uh, I went down to St. Louis to train with Davey for a short period of time. And uh, a lot of our matches, he would, we would actually spar and then we'd break into match. And then he's like, like halfway through, he would be like, all right, let's switch. And we'd switch back to sparring. And then like, like there would be sessions where you'd go back and forth and back and forth between sparring. Like I'm talking like legitimate shoot sparring. Like we might not be going full out, but we would spar, and then we'd shoot into a match, and we'd try to fit those type of things in, which I surely believe that that's like if there was ever a person that innovated professional wrestling, like Davey's probably that guy where he's like, hey, we can spar a little, do some real stuff, and then switch into the, that and then come back into some sparring.
0: Nice, okay, and then so what about some of your most hated opponents
2: hated opponents Oof. this is the um Because uh, the the, the, the sad part is I love him but uh, yeah i'll I'll give him a hated opponent uh will uh Will. for our well i always want- i always like he always was able to get that one up on me uh where we were in the business at the at the time and uh it was like, damn, he always, he, he had that step ahead of me where I felt like I was like, I should be that one step ahead of him. But he, he used to put, like, he would eat sleep. And, like, where I, like I told you, I was working other jobs and stuff. He would just be eating and sleeping wrestling. And I was trying to eat and sleep wrestling, but I couldn't eat and sleep it the way he did. So, hats off to him. He did, he, had a, he had a great career, great run. Cheeseburger would be another one. But, uh, like I said, when you say hated, it's not like a real super hate. But it's like, a damn, I wish I was that step ahead.
0: All right, yeah, I understand that, and I'm sure sign guy'd be be happy and is
2: wondering what what's your favorite coffee drink? What's my favorite coffee drink um oh, I would try to say that uh it's just past uh, just past that peppermint mocha from uh the Starbucks. I would probably have to go with that one nice,
0: and then you mentioned a lot of schools what's some of your uh Favorite schools that you've been to and that you'd like to uh, let people know about. Top
2: notch would have to be like I, I told you, uh, like uh, I told uh, previously was like the Monster Factory, but obviously ROH. I don't know what's going on with that right now, where they were in Baltimore, and I don't know if their whole schools on freeze right now because the company is kind of like just on that on that freeze type of aspect. Uh, but uh, the place that I would tell people to train that both pretty much like uh, Philly and New Jersey would be uh, the first one would be the Monster Factory or the first one would be pro- uh, also would be uh, Cheeseburger School, which I believe he called it the International School of Wrestling. Um, Cheeseburger School is the old Ring of Honor School. It's the, the dojo. And uh, <clears throat> it's like home. It's like I just remembered it has a particular smell. Uh, Anybody that's ever wrestled at it and done camps at it or did tryouts, it has its own ambiance. So as far as companies to get the exposure that you're going to need and to get properly trained would be like in the East Coast would be those two, the Ring of Honor School, uh, which, like I said, is Cheeseburger School now, the International School, and uh, the Monster Factory. That's nice. What do you got coming up? Um. I have some stuff that I will actually be returning to the ring this year. Um, I don't know if I have any super brands or I, like when I say that uh, the super brands that I'm going to be wrestling for, I'm not allowed to mention. Uh, so I, I can't, I, I wish I can release that part, like the super brands, some of the smaller local promotion. Um, there is one in Texas that's, that I'm looking at right now, but um, let's just put it this way. Um, if I was to wind up back Around somebody like Adam Cole, it might not be, you know, it won't be too long before I might see him again. Let's just—I'll put it that way. <laughs>
0: All
2: right, nice.
0: And then, uh, who's some of your most favorite wrestlers right now?
2: <laughs> right now, currently favorite wrestlers, um, <clears throat> and I, I, once again, like I said, I am—I I love the realness, and I love his new look, and I love everything about, like The Brock. Brock, Brock is just ridiculous. He can reinvent himself 700 times, and he just knows. I understand that he's taken a little bit of spotlight away from certain guys because I would have loved to have seen um, Big E have a little bit more of uh, some time in the ring. And uh, But when I look at the repertoire, like when you look at Brock's, like, moveset and how smooth and how crisp it is, and Big E's is, like, sharp, but Brock still steps ahead of him. Um, like I said, Lethal. Lethal is going to be – and. If I be honest, Jonathan Grisham, Grisham's like, Grisham's ridiculous. He's just, he's like, if you're talking about who's like one of the best wrestlers in the world, lethal, uh, that's lethal, and uh, Grisham. And the Briscoes, they have a lockdown in the tag team. I don't know why uh, they need to be a world champion in a super duper big organization. Like AEW needs to sign them aw needs to sign them they they're, they're too big of a name to not get signed to at least an A to at least AEW before they retire or you know hopefully they never retire but they, they're, they're phenomenal they're the most underrated tag in the history of wrestling i would say nice okay well we want to thank you for coming on
0: and we've got plenty of time for you to plug and promote anything you like uh I want to wish you continued success and thank you for everything you've done for wrestling.
2: Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on and hopefully some of my uh, stuff that I threw out there will give guys uh, like an idea of like, how the inner workings work and hopefully I didn't expose stuff too much but I, I, I just try to be as real as I possibly can I want people to you know get the proper leg up in this stuff and I like I said it was just really great being on and hopefully uh, you guys will see me in the future I, I think uh, I think it's a definite possibility between June and August there's going to be a lot of seeing me so
1: well definitely we look forward to that I will keep a very close eye on Things that are near to Adam Cole um, Anything else you want to plug Or promote or say as we wrap up with you I know your time was short today
2: uh, Yeah so It won't just be there it'll probably be At some place I was already at And uh, if I do definitely Say that there is one promotion that I would Like to wrestle for in the next Like a like a more local Is the Monster Factory again Danny Cage runs a phenomenal show It's so upscale and so top rate and uh you know that's where qt is from marshall and qt is phenomenal i would love to actually wrestle him there that would be just a a blast for me so and then how Uh, do we we get a hold of you i'm sorry how uh, how do we get a hold of me um they can either try to uh, message me on facebook or they can message me on instagram Um, I'm pretty sure even my phone number is available on uh, the Facebook. So if they need to text me and they want to call me promoters, I'm more than willing to work. Um, I know that I will be trying to return into the ring by the end of May, beginning of June.
1: All right. Well, Jay Diesel, thank you again. I know uh, you had a brief time frame for today's interview, but I definitely appreciate you taking that time to be with us. We Really, really appreciate you. Hopefully we'll have you back, and we'll talk again on a future episode. But best of luck, and I will keep my eyes peeled for your return.
2: Thank you so much, guys. You have a great day, and God bless.
1: You too. You too. All right. Well, Coach, I know you probably have some things to plug and promote as we wind things down and we head over to the uh, Memorial for Sonny O'Meara.
0: Yes, definitely We got some big, big people coming up And I'm looking forward to uh, The rest of this month The Rep- Real School Army is being represented properly We've got UFC Hall of Famer and Real School Army's own Stephen Bonner on the 6th Then we got Short Sleeve Sampson on the 20th And then on the 27th We got the debut of Moondog Ace coming And uh don't forget also March 12th in Tampa, Florida at the Fairgrounds uh Real School Army's own JD Burns and his wife will be his wife will be making her debut in bare knuckle boxing down there but JD Burns will be going for the 185 title down there and it's looking really good we're going to be having another champ in the family I'm confident
1: Coach, can you confirm if J.D. Burns has a cousin named Matt?
0: No, I cannot confirm that. And then also you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Twitter at Coach Mike Jones. And then I'm also at the NGW Green Room and the Real School Army. All right. And I'm – I'm sure he's not related to Matt Burns. I'm sure he's not related to Matt Burns Burns
2: either.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, bans the rest of next month, if you're wondering our schedule, like we said earlier, this coming up Friday, Stephen Pinu from the new law offices, consigliere of Jim Cornette, and he is one of the proud sponsors of All-Star Wrestling in West Virginia. Stephen Bonner on the 6th. The 11th, we have Eric Smalls. 13th, we are making up Military Day. We have representatives from all the branches, hopefully including the Coast Guard, but definitely the four main branches all represented. 18th, we have Oliver Sawyer out of the great wrestling rich state of North Carolina. 20th, Short Sleeve Samson of the Real School Army and also of the uh, Micro Midget. And also the 25th, we have Sweet Daddy coming to the show. And the 27th, we wrap up with Moon Dog Ace. we got some big things coming in March. We're firming up some dates with some people, but it should be a great March. Don't forget, Stompin' Steve really wants people to subscribe to my YouTubes. So, the Sign guy 77 go there, hit the subscribe button, because I don't know if we can stop Stomping Steve from throwing a rock through the window of Oak and Hamlin. If he gets really angry, I don't have enough subscribers. Also, you can tweet at Stompin' Steve. Let him know you want stompin Steve's own YouTube channel to become a thing where you can discuss all manner of things. That is something you can definitely tweet at him and let him know. You can tweet at me at Sangai HPW. Find me on the book of faces. Look up Sangai. You'll find the fan page there. Chicken Bob also on all the social medias. He loves his Graham. Chicken Bob very passionate about his Graham. And he's got the Twitter. And he's got the Facebook. So all your social medias, you can find Chicken Bob. But, uh, what was that, coach?
0: Nothing. Uh, I do got one more thing, but keep going. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. And um, Also, uh, you can look up
1: Turnbuckle Turmoil on the Book of Faces. You can find it on the Twitter. Turnbuckle underscore T is where to go to find that. Also on the YouTubes. Dimitri does a fantastic job putting up videos on the YouTubes, so go and subscribe to his channel as well, or maybe old Ken Hamlin will have two rocks thrown out his window from Stomp and Steve
0: yeah and don't forget one of the greatest segments in wrestling out there that has up to 516 episodes so far the sign of the times featuring you brother
1: that is true I'm in almost all of them just about every episode and, and Chicken Bob's been in a metric crap ton of them
0: and how do they get a hold of you brother
1: well, like I said, they can find me on the Book of Faces. They can go to the Twitters, at SangaiHPW, the YouTubes, the Graham. They can if they don't mind waiting a long time for a reply because I'm not on there as much. But Chicken Bob loves his Graham. You can contact Chicken Bob all day long, and he'll probably respond to you. But you have to be like really dedicated when you get Chicken Bob's reply, Coach, because his handwriting is like chicken scratches.
0: Mock, mock, mock. And then are you still on the farm site?
1: Uh, I believe so. So, yeah.
0: What's that address again? Uh, <laughs> been
1: a while. Uh, I'd have to look that up, Coach. I've been hitting the head a lot.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. And I remember you used to plug that all the time. That was before Instagram, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, the form spring. It's been years. I don't even know if it's still there, but I I think it might be. And if so, it's probably still there, technically speaking. And
0: then that's just like I've heard rumors that MySpace is still out there.
1: It still is. I don't think anyone actually actively uses it, but sometimes people look at it and say, wow, that's still there. You know, Jason Ayers got booked in Japan off of MySpace. That's a real thing that actually happened.
0: Yeah, I loved MySpace. I'm gonna have to go try to get back into there. I had a nice MySpace. I used to love that that, that you could have a, your music playlist and stuff. It was I really really, I enjoyed really, really enjoyed that.
1: Did you have some Sonny and Cher on there?
0: I probably did. Yes.
1: There we go. They were amazing. All right, well, Coach, um, I think we should head down to the. Memorial for Sonny. It's going to be good to see a lot of the boys, even though the circumstances are not the most idyllic to see them, but it will still be good to see them. And we will be back with you
0: next week. Yep. Thank you, brother. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones, I'm the coach with the most, coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't wanna boast, but now I gotta risk you in my social media
1: posts. You double dose, undiagnosed, you feeling tired, life is now, you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones.